from Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation, I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. Okay, praise God. Thank you, brother. All right, and we all know that scripture, we're all familiar with it, and you're probably saying, oh boy, where is this going? Are we all going to be picking up and going somewhere or, or what? Well, you know, it's, 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 so, um, it's so obvious that many of us, some of us, have things in our lives that are changing. Um, this message, by the way, was changed this morning. This wasn't where I was going when I went to bed last night. But when I amen, but when I got up this morning, I you know, woke up thinking about this and said, all right, Lord, are you trying to tell me something? And so I said, okay, whatever it is that you want me to say. And obviously, there's change coming into the lives of many of you. There's changes in terms of some things, in terms of physical relocation. There's some things in, change in terms of career. There's some things in, change in terms of family matters. There's some things in change of just the way we think about things, some things that will change the way you relate to other people, and changes in our lives. We're going into a new season. Um, seasons by God's standards are not always defined by the um, earth traveling around the sun, you know, or, or, or what, whether in the vernal equinox or the winter solstice and all that sort of things. God's seasons are in tune with your lives and in things in, t- in tune with what he wants done in your life. So our seasons in our lives may not coincide with the fact that yesterday was the first day of summer, for instance, okay? So being prepared for that puts, puts us many times in an uncomfortable place. Okay, and we have to be willing to do what God wants us to do. Um, things are different, and many of you can feel that things are different. Your life is changing, people in your life are changing, circumstances are changing. Um, many times there's feelings of un- being uncomfortable, you're uncertain because what lies, lies before you is so new, you know. You may not at this point even know where you're going, but in your spirit, especially if you're a child of God and if you're praying and so forth, you know, you feel an an anxiousness. I won't say anxiety, but you're feeling an anxiousness within your spirit that something's about to change. It's like you're at the precipice of something about to happen, you know. And, and, And this is indeed going to be, but we have to be prepared for it. We have to be willing to follow what God is telling you to do. You know, and it has to be in a way like you have not done before. All right. And I don't know what's going on individually in everyone's life here, but if I'm saying this, there must be for a reason. Wherever God's about to take you, you better trust him. You've got to learn to trust him because where you think you're going, it's, it's uncertain. You know, you may not understand the why or whatever. So with that, turn to Genesis chapter 12. And this is my favorite chapter. I mean... Most of you here know my story, how we wound up coming 3,000 miles. It was based on Genesis 12. And, and our, um, the, things, the things where you are heading is going to be taking you into places that's new to you. Or you may even feel at some point, wow, where did this come from? I didn't expect this to come into my life. I didn't expect this to be a potential opportunity. I didn't expect this to happen. Or I didn't expect this thing to dry up and disappear. Okay, 
But this is the beauty of us being in Christians because, hey, you know, guess what? We don't have to worry about controlling our lives so much. That's the beauty of being a child of God in Christianity. We don't have a whole lot of ritual to be constrained. We don't have to worry about, oh, gee, it's the fourth, you know, Tuesday of the month. I got to light two candles, stand on my left foot, hop around three times and, and all of this to please God. We simply have to do what the word of God, which is crystal clear. God provided it for us. All we have to do is do what his word, what his word says, you see. But things in life happen. Things in life happen that you, weren't always, that you aren't always prepared for. You know, you can feel like there's some planning that you need to make. You can feel like there's maybe some financial planning. You feel like my family is my family's growing. My, 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 my children are growing. My children are getting older. As my children were growing up, our children were growing up, and when they got to certain grades in school, we watched the schools that they were in, and, and Lord, we prayed about, do we need to move them to a different school? Do we like that school or whatever? And the unknown, the unknown, the unknown. My life has been filled with unknowns. But if you learn to trust God, if you learn to trust God, you'll be okay. All right? and, that's, and that's what we're here to talk about today. So starting with Genesis chapter 12 and rereading what Brother Brandon just read to us. Now the Lord said unto 12, number, verse number 1. Now the Lord said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation and I will bless thee and make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing. Okay, underline please, and, uh, and I will bless thee, okay, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless you, and I will curse them that curse you. And in you shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So in verse number one we see right there, the Lord said, get out of the country and from your kindred and your father's house. So that's like saying, get out of the place in which you were born, where you're most familiar. He's saying, leave your mother and your father and your, your kindred and from that place out of your, unto some place that I'll show you. And many times we'll feel like God is showing us to a different place or is putting us into a different circumstance. But we've got that old familiar house, so to speak, that we've lived in. We've got that old comfortable environment, be it your job, be it your school, be it your family relationships or your, your office relationships, whatever it may be. That's your familiar place in which you're comfortable. But God is saying, if you do that, that you'll be blessed. You okay? Then goes on in verse number 4 and says so Abram departed so what is that there it's obedience so Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him and Lot went with him and Abram was 70 and 5 years 75 years old when he departed out of Haran okay now for 75 years he had lived in that comfortable place for however old you are or for whatever period of time you've been in your comfortable place this is what you know best but where God is going to be sending you or the change that will come into your life is going to take you possibly out of what is now so comfortable to you. All right. It's going to get you into some other place. But God is saying to you this day that if you do what it is that he's going to be telling you to do, that you'll be a blessing. You'll be blessed. In addition to that, whatever this place is, be it a physical location, a new environment, a new job, a new school, a new place in life, uh, uh, interaction with your family, whatever this may be, whatever this new thing is, God's going to bless you. Furthermore, if you're in that place, all right, God will bless those that bless you and will also curse those that curse you. 
You see, so you can't really lose. Wherever God is going, if you're faithful to that and you listen, then you go and you do what you're doing. The people that will come against you, God will deal with them. You know, you know, and the people that bless you, well, they in turn will indeed be blessed. But it takes obedience, obedience like Abram did, okay? He did what God told him to do, you see? And many, many times we don't step out because we don't know what it is that we're getting into, all right? But I submit to you today that when you step out like that, and if you trust God and you're doing exactly what God is telling you to do, all right, then you say, well, how will I know that I'm doing what God wants me to do? How do I know that this is where God wants me to be? All right. Well, God said that he'll bless you. He said, Abram, you go to this new land and I'm going to bless you. All right. So the way for you to judge that in 21st century language in your personal life is that if you are stepping out and doing what God is telling you to do, it'll be easy. It'll be easy. All right. And one, one barometer that I always use is if I step out and doing something that I believe God is telling me to do, and I'm struggling, and things are just not working, and all things are coming against me, and, and, and something just isn't right, then I know right away I did something wrong. Okay? Either I didn't do what God told me to do, or I'm still injecting self into doing what I think God told me to do, because that's what I want to do. All right? So the point there is how to judge whether or not you're doing the will of God is that if you're doing what God wants you to do, it will be easy. It'll be easy. Things will fall into place. You'll see things happening. You'll see things that are going on exactly, you know, and, and, and things will happen as a matter of fact that you didn't even expect to happen, you know. I may have mentioned to you one time, I remember the first house that we bought and we prayed about it and so forth and the type of house and, and everything and the Lord showed us this particular house and we moved, picked up and moved some, I don't know, 50, 60 miles, you know, from New York City proper out to the suburbs and not only we went and we made the appointment, we went and looked at the house, inside was what we had prayed for and then the owner at the time said, come, well, let me show you the backyard, there's something out here, we went into the backyard and there was a 16 by 32 in-ground pool back there. We hadn't even prayed for that. <laughs> hadn't even prayed. In my wildest dreams, hadn't prayed for that, you see. But there was a reason why God wanted us to move out there to Long Island. And the rest is history. But the point I'm making to you, though, is that when you follow and you do what God wants you to do, not only will things fall into place, but you'll see other perks that come up along the way. On the other hand, if you're stepping out and you think this is what God is telling you to do, okay, you will see early on, you'll see obstacles, you'll see things going wrong. God is not going to send you to, to another place, like he told Abraham. He's not going to send you to another place where you're going to struggle, where you're going to suffer. God will not put you into a position that you can't do. He will not put you in a position where, you know, you say, well, gee whiz, you know, I don't have that kind of training. I don't have those degrees or whatever. If God is putting you into a position, if that's where he wants you, you will be equipped enough to do the job. Right? If he's going to change you to another physical location, your surroundings, everything will fall into place, everything that you need. But it all starts with you being obedient, okay? Abram didn't stand back and say to God, well, God, how am I going to have food? How am I going to do this? Those people are strangers to me over there. How am I going to work? How am I going to, going to earn a living? God simply said, take you, take, get, leave your father's house, leave your familiar surroundings, and go to a place that I'm going to show you, Okay? Go to a place that I'm going to show you, all right? And at that point in time, where you're feeling this thing in your spirit right now, 
that something's about to change or something needs to change. You simply at this point need to say, okay, Lord, I got my bags packed, so to speak. Okay, and I'm ready to go. Okay, that could mean I'm ready to leave my current position and go to this new one. I'm ready to go from school A to school B. I'm ready to move from one physical location to another. I'm willing to put those people behind me. I'm willing to stop thinking about them. I'm willing to stop worrying about what they're saying about me. Lord, I'm ready to move on. Whatever that different thing is in your life. Okay, whatever that thing is. It starts with, okay, Lord. I'll be obedient to you. All right. So the minute he did that, he said, Lord, he said that. So Abram departed and he was 75 years old. Now, that's a long time. What's that thing about you can't teach an old dog new tricks? All right. Many of us have been 75 years, so to speak, doing the same thing. Many of us have been for many years uh, uh, comfortable with our current positions in life. And I don't mean necessarily just employment. I mean, whatever it is that we're doing how we're relating to people in our lives, how we do things, our routines, you know, being in the habit of doing things the same way. Abram was 75 years, and he was able to break the mold. Mold. Verse number 5 says, And Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their substance that they had gathered, and the souls that they had gotten in Haran, and they went forth to go to the land of Canaan. And into the land of Canaan they came. And Abram passed through the land unto the place of Shechem, unto the oak of Moray, and the Canaanite, Canaanite was in the land. And the Lord appeared unto Abram and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land. And there builded he an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. Underline, please, and there builded he an altar unto the Lord. You will see many, many times in scriptures there when the really godly people of old there, when they achieved certain milestones in their life, if you will, or achieve certain things, the scriptures always say that they built an altar, all right? So in other words, they went to church, so to speak, all right? The first thing they thought about doing was thanking God and glorifying God, all right? So when we get to points in our lives, we got to remember to do the same thing. When you go through a transitional phase in your life where you go to another step and you accomplish something or you get someplace, let's not forget to thank God and praise God for building altars, so to speak. Because so many times we move on and now that we've achieved this new success or this new house or this new place or this new relationship, we forget about God. Okay, that's the time that you need to remember him the most. Amen. So it says there that that he built an altar. Then it goes on and says, uh, and he removed, verse 8, he removed from there unto a mountain on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent, having Bethel on the west and Hai on the east. And there he built an altar unto the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. And Abram journeyed, going on still toward the Negev. All right. And then it goes on to talk about how they went on and and, uh, there was famine in the land and so on. So we see here, though, where Abram, when he was first told, to get up and to go that he, there was no hesitancy you know now there is natural fear of the unknown for us one of the biggest things in life is the fear is the fear of the unknown it, it, it's a natural thing and God knows that that's why there are so many scriptures to help us to deal with that unknown let's go to Psalm 23 Psalm 23 and I'm, I'm sure everyone here knows what Psalm 23 is but you see, in between the time, in between the time that you've made a decision 
to get thee out, to get me out of my father's house, so to speak, and to move on to this new thing, you know, you're going to be worried and concerned and you're, you're going to be kind of nervous perhaps about what it is or where it is that you're going. But with Psalm 23, verse, verse number one, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. All right, now, we all know Psalm 23. Many of us can probably recite it by heart, but let's, let's really read it. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. What does a shepherd do? A shepherd cares for his sheep. You ever see a lamb or a sheep out there worrying about, gee, is, where's the food going to come from? Or, you know, the big bad wolf. The sheep doesn't even, not even conscious of the wolf. You know, the shepherd's out there guarding him, you know, making sure there's water or whatever like that. I don't know of a sheep that's worried. <laughs> I wouldn't know it if they were anyway, I guess. <laughs> not going to tell me. Guess what, pastor, I'm worried, you know. So I doubt that. But, but if the Lord is your shepherd, I mean, you know what a shepherd does, you know. So he's saying that I shall not want. That means that there's nothing that you need to to want for, to worry for. He makes me to lie down in green pastures, and he leads me beside the still waters, okay? So that means laying down in green pastures. Green pastures mean, obviously, a green pasture is much better than a dry place where there is no green grass, okay? And still waters means quietitude, means quietness. You've all heard the expressions, you know, gee whiz, you know, as I go through the raging waters of life, you know, or, or on a Monday, how are you today? Oh, I'm just barely treading water, you know, and the waters are rough, you know. Well, God is saying here that I'm going to lead you beside the still water. So that means that while you're waiting and you're on this new journey, you're obeying God now. You've left your old comfort zone and you're out there. So now what you're saying and remembering these words here, well, God's going to lead me. God is my shepherd on this new journey I'm going. I'm not going to be worried about it. And wherever he's going to put me, the waters around me of my life, the waters are going to be still. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. All right? So right away you're saying now, okay, Lord, I'm going to step out now. I'm going to leave this comfort place, comfortable place that I'm in. Was in, and I'm going to go forth and I'm going to be involved and do what it is that you're calling me to do, all right? And then you start worrying about the things that may come against you, all right? Well, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. So while you may run into some obstacles while you're being obedient to God, you should have no fear of whatever those obstacles are, okay? Those obstacles that you will run across, because what did Jesus say elsewhere in Scripture there? He says, in this world there are, there are tribulations. Okay, there will be trials. Okay, he says that you will experience them, but he's greater. Okay, so that means that while you've given in to God and you're saying that I'm going to move and change from my old condition, from my old state of being, from my old physical location, or whatever this thing that I'm waiting on for you, yes, Lord, I've vowed in my spirit to be obedient to you. I will go and do whatever you're calling me to do. When trouble and difficulty comes in, that's not going to change your demeanor. You don't have to have that fear, okay? Because while you're walking through that valley, you know, in the shadow of all these troubles, God is with you, you see? That's the beautiful thing, again, about being a child of God. Anything that you decide to do that God is telling you to do, if you're doing exactly what God is telling you to do, when there are trials and tribulations in your life, and there will be, there's no reason for you to fear, okay? There's no reason for you to fear, all right? So in other words... I take off on this journey 3,000 miles, and I know God is telling me this is where I have to go. And in the meantime, the devil says, yeah, but you don't have a job. You don't have a place to live. 
Which we didn't. Had some friends here. <laughs> All right? All of these things, okay? But we knew. My wife and I, we prayed. We knew that this is what God wanted us to do. So we knew that whatever that thing was that would come before us, that God would take us, take us through it. We knew that, we, as surely as I'm standing here, you see? So that is, yea, though I may walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. We didn't have any fear for whatever might have presented itself before us. Okay, we weren't worried. We really were not worried, you see? And surely enough, when you demonstrate that kind of, of, of confidence in God, it's like you having a baby, you having a child, and you know that child has every confidence in you to catch him or her when she falls, he or she falls. You're going to be there to catch the baby, you know? You know, if you love your child that much that you will protect them from falling, how much more do you think God loves us to protect us from falling? You know, there's a scripture that says that. Amen? Amen? So if God... You know, so if we being human think enough about our loved ones to not let them fail and fall and get hurt, how much more will God so do for us? Okay? Plus, God, you told me to do this. Right? You told me to do this. So knowing God, if you're doing what God told you to do, how is he going to let you go out there and skin up your knee? All right? He's not going to let you do that. Okay? So yea, though I may walk through the valley in the shadow of death, Challenges, issues in my life. I will not fear those issues. I will not fear where will the mortgage come from. I will not fear where will the house come from. I will not fear how are things going to go in this process that's before me. I will not fear. Because I'm doing what God told me to do. Okay? Conversely, you're doing something that God did not tell you to do. Well, yeah. I mean, those issues come into life and you're not following what he's telling you to do. Yeah. Then you kind of got some reason to be concerned because then you're operating outside of God's word. You see, if you're operating outside of God's word, then he's not going to be there to protect you and to watch over you. You see, but if you're doing his will, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because thou art with me. And then your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Now, the theme here was the shepherd, remember? The Lord is my shepherd. Then it says, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. What does a shepherd do with his staff? Okay? I mean, I'm not a shepherd. I had to read up on this. <laughs> okay, so I'm not speaking from experience. But from what I've read, the purpose of the shepherd's staff with that hook is to reach down and grab a, a, a sheep or a little calf if it's fallen into a crevasse or something. They reach in with the hook and pull them up, or they use the thing to, to, to prod them along, use it for protection against an attacker. Okay, so it says that the Lord who is my shepherd, his rod and thy staff shall comfort me. So again, that means that when you decide to follow God's will and to do what it is that he's sending you into, and you don't worry about being in that, those threats that may come against you, he's going to protect you because he's with you. But he, he is the, you know, the scripture that talks about Jesus being the staff of life. Amen. 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 So Jesus is going to be there to protect you and to lift you up and to watch over you. You see, so he's going through the whole process. Verse 5, thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cups running run, runs over. So it means everything that you need is there in abundance. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Okay? So again here you are going forward now. You're doing what God has called you to do. Um, let's go to Isaiah. 
Isaiah 43. You're doing what God is telling you to do, and you're trusting, and you're trusting in Him. And you're, and you're totally trusting in Him. Okay? You're getting to a place where, I'm, I'm telling you, there's going, to be, there's going to be change in your life. Things are not going to be always as they were. Um, I mean, also, if you just look around you and you see what's happening in the world, what's happening in the country, you know, the things that our illustrious politicians are, are putting in place, and, and, and Christianity is so much under attack. You know, you know, in the world, and even in this country for that matter, Christianity is under attack. So how are we going to fare? How are we going to live, in, to live um, as children of God? You know, you know how, how strong, how strong are you really in your faith? You know, I'm not asking you to raise your hands and give me a one to ten. But just do some soul searching with yourself and within yourself. How strong are you really in your faith? Okay. And if things really become challenging for us as time goes on, how strong are you going to be in your faith to stand by the will of God and to stand by what you know that God is telling you to do? Regardless of pressure from family, friends, loved ones, those that are not your family, friends, loved ones, others, or circumstance or situation, how, how strong are you going to be in your faith? All right? The time may come where that could very well be challenged, you see? And we think it's so far-fetched that in this day and age, well, you may have probably heard about the woman um, in that African country there that's uh, in, in prison. She had a baby in prison and has a two- or two-year-old or something like that also in prison. And because of the fact that she used to be Muslim, she uh, was told to denounce her faith. She's a Christian. Denounce Jesus Christ, and she would not. They said they were going to give her a hundred lashes and then hang her. She's been languishing in prison. She still has not denounced Jesus. Okay? Now, this is not a movie. This is not something that's taken back in, in Middle Ages. This is in the 21st century in the here and now. Okay? And there's some people that don't even blink about it, don't even think about it. All right? So, you know, think and ask yourself, how would you behave in that situation if at the threat of death, denounce Jesus, renounce your Christian faith, would you be willing to do it? Okay? Well, you say, well, that's an extreme, that's an extreme thing, okay? Then if that's the case, if you think that's an extreme thing, if you're ever having the need to renounce Jesus or being threatened to renounce Jesus, that you would, would you or not stand by your faith, then why do we waver in our faith for much simpler things in life? Much simpler things. You know, doing what God is telling us to do or not doing what God is telling us to do or not falling prey or falling into the, to the needs and, the, and being led by others that are not, not people of God. You see? You see? So in the years or months and days or weeks or, or hours that lay before us, you need to ask yourself, you know, where do I really stand in God and how much am I really, really going to be bold enough to obey Him if God tells me to do something that, it feels, that feels radically different to me? That's the key. It's radically different. You know, Jesus was radical for his time. He upset the then known, uh, you know, Judaic tradition, religion, philosophy. You know, Jesus challenged it. He was a radical. So in the weeks, months to come, things that are happening in your life, if God is telling you to change them, may be radical. 
may be so different to you that you say, wow, that's, that's totally foreign. But if you know it's God, if you know it's God, and you can check it, God always confirms his word. God will confirm his word through his word. God may confirm his word in a dream. God may use someone else to confirm his word. Okay? In my journey coming here, you know, in those months and year leading up to finally saying, Okay, Lord, I believe this is you. Sitting on a train, reading the Bible. Total stranger sitting next to me. Oh, I see you also study the word. I say yes. He says, boy, one of my favorite scriptures is Genesis 12. Okay? And he goes on to talk about Abraham. Okay? Totally unrelated. Someone's been talked to by God about Genesis 12, and he's not being obedient to following what he's hearing. Okay? So God will use people to confirm what it is he's telling you to do. So the time may come in your life, in the weeks, months, days, years ahead, that you may be asked by God or told by God to get you out of your comfort zone to a place that he's going to show you. All right? But during that time, he's got a whole lot of words here. Isaiah 43, verse 1. But now thus saith the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you, you or thee by name. You are mine. The same thing applies to each one of us. We are God's. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they will not overflow thee. When you walk through fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon you. All right? If you have room in your margin, just highlight all of that and write the words, the promise. The promise, okay? He's telling you right there that no matter what you go, for, go through, he is going to be there with you. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. I gave Egypt for thy ransom, Ethiopia, and Saba for thee. Since thou was precious in my sight, thou hast been honorable, and I have loved thee. Therefore will I give men for thee, a people for thy life. Fear not, for I am with thee. I will bring thy seed from the east and gather thee from the west. I will say to the north, give up, and to the south, keep not back. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the ends of the earth. From, uh, from uh, even, even everyone who is called by my name, for I have created him for my glory. I have formed him, yea, I have made him. You underline that, for I have created him for my glory. You ever stop and think about that, that God created you for his glory? You know, you don't realize how precious you are in the eyes of God. That's why the things that we do in our lives, the actions that we take, should always be glorifying God. God did not create us to put us here in a way that we're bringing dishonor to his name or dishonor to what he's doing. I have formed him, yea, I have made him. Bring forth the blind people that have eyes and the deaf, deaf that have ears. Let all the nations be gathered together and let the people be assembled. Who among them can declare this and show us former things? Let them bring forth their witnesses that they may be justified. Or let them hear and say, it is truth. You are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, neither shall there uh, after shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. You see? So, knowing all of that, again, 
when God is telling you to go through this new thing that you're going to be encountering, you know, and for some reason, for some reason, I, you know, I, I distinctly believe that, 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 that everyone in this, sitting in this sanctuary will be going through some new changes in the very, very near future. Be it physical moves, be it, be it career, be it school, be it family, be it babies, whatever it is, be it, be, be it, be it those that we love. If someone needs to hear this, I suggest you carry it to them. If someone needs to hear what you're hearing today, I suggest you carry this to them and tell them that God is there just waiting. God is simply there waiting for you to say, Lord, I will do whatever you tell me to do. But I will be comfortable in going to the place that is normally uncomfortable. That, Lord, that I am willing to, to, to take on a new thing, to do a new thing. That I am willing, Lord, to just follow after you. I know I don't understand it, Lord. This doesn't make sense to me. But I will leave the old stuff behind, the old ways, the old thinking. You know, many, many times people hesitate to do what God is calling them to do because they think that 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 they have to, you know, you know, you know cash in their 401k and sell all their CDs and sell all their stocks. I mean, I mean, even if God told you to do that, I would suggest that you do it, you know, you know, you know. But but many, many times it's simply a change of heart that God is looking for. OK, simply a change of heart, you see, and you'd be surprised how much of a stumbling block, a resistant spirit, a resistant heart can be for success in your life. If you can simply bring yourself to confess and say, God, I will do whatever it is that you're calling me to do, this thing that seems so onerous before me, that seems so challenging to me, I know that you can get me through it because I'm yours. You created me and you love me. And so, therefore, I will, I will do whatever you want me to do. And the fact that he says who he is here. I have declared, verse 12, and I have saved and I have shown that there was no strange God among you. Therefore, you are my witnesses, saith the Lord, that I am God. Okay, that I am God. Yea, before the day was, I am he. And there is none that can deliver out of my hand. I will work, and who shall hinder it? Okay, verse number 13, put a bracket. Before the day was, I am he. In other words, it says before, that's meaning before any creation, God existed. God existed. I am he. Okay, all right. Before the day was, I am he, and there is none that can deliver out of my hands. I will work, and who shall hinder it? So in other words, again, what God is saying here is that you are in his hands, and no one can hinder that which he has in store for you. No one can. If you're willing to put yourself into his hands and let him simply do all that he's wanting you to do. Uh, verse number 14, Thus saith the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, for your sake... I have sent to Babylon and have brought down all their nobles and their Chaldeans whose song is in the ships. You see? So here again, now, this is where God is saying, for their sake, he went and he destroyed them. You see? So it's the same thing that's in your life also. Whatever in your life needs to be um, cleared away or whatever opposition might be there, God will take care in removing that opposition. Okay? So, in other words, I mean, if you stop and say to yourself, well, gee, as you know, Lord, I'm going to go on this journey. 
I give in, Lord. I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to go on this journey, be it a physical journey where you're really going someplace or a change in the way you're thinking, a commitment, or whatever it is that God is telling you to do. And I'm just going to say, well, okay, Lord, I know that whatever obstacles come up before me, be they people, be they situations, be they circumstances, or whatever it may be, just rest assured that God is going to remove those obstacles, you know? And then when the devil that starts sitting in your head and starts saying, well, gee whiz, this is a big obstacle. I mean, how are you going to get around this? I mean, how are you going to overcome this? I mean, you know, this thing requires a PhD, you know, or whatever. Um, God said that before the day was, I am. So God is all-powerful. So if you're doing this thing, whatever it might be, in response to God's calling and being obedient to it, whatever obstacle is there, be it a need for a PhD or whatever, God will deal with it somehow. All right? And don't sit back and ask yourself, well, how, does, how is God going to get around that? I mean, here's the requirements according to the statute or the law or the policy. Here's the, here's the requirements. How is God going to get around that? You, you, don't, you, you just don't worry about that. You just don't address it. There's nothing out there, nothing, 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 when God has, has ordained something for your life, if you're being obedient, there is nothing, no one, nothing, no one, nothing, no one that can stand in the way and hinder it from happening. It, 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 just, it just can't be. It simply cannot be. All right? God is all-powerful, you see. But you've got to believe that. You've got to believe that. Not up here. Not intellectually. You've got to believe that in your spirit. You just have to believe that in your spirit. You know? Just ask yourself, search your, your memory, the memory banks of your mind or whatever. Whatever truth that you hold about something or someone that's in your life that is just so reliable, you know, you know that you know that you know, you know, I mean, all things being equal, I mean, you know that right now anyway, that if you, when you leave here and you go put your car, your key in your car ignition, it's going to start up. I mean, that's pretty, you're pretty confident in that, you know. So think about something else in your life, be it a person or whatever that you know will never fail you if you went to them. Something that you know just will not fail. Well, God is even more so than that. So if God is saying to leave your comfort zone and go do this thing, I don't care what the requirements by man is, are, God is greater, you see. So don't get stuck in your old comfort zone thinking and putting up there all of these obstacles that could be in the way, okay? What does it say? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. God said before the, before the day was, I am he. He's a powerful God. There is no other God before him. There, ne there never will be. So God is telling you, and I'm, reading, I'm, I'm leading us through these scriptures here because I'm trying to, to show you that getting out of that comfort zone is, is, is not like, you know, all the people that came from the east, go west, young man, and all of that stuff, you know. They came and, and blew open the western frontier here looking for gold, and, you know, we all, we all know the history and so on. And they came, they, they just came forth. There were Indians and, and, and bad weather and miles of bad road, mountains, and I mean, you know, everything you could think of, okay? But there was a drive. There was a drive. You know, now, many were Christian, okay? Many were not. But still there was a drive, something that they knew had to get them there. Do we as Christians, do we still have that drive when God is telling us something, all right? When God is telling us to get out of our comfort zone, 
knowing that I may run into steep mountain passes, I may run into bad weather, knowing that if God is guiding me through, that I'll have all that I need to get through it. Amen? 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 He goes on to say, um, in verse number 15, I am the Lord, your Holy One, underline your, I am the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, um, your King, underline your, thus saith the Lord, who makes a way in the sea, and a path in the mighty waters. Please underline all of that. Thus says the Lord, who makes a way in the sea, and a path in the mighty waters, who brings forth the chariot and horse, the army and the power, they shall lie down together, they shall not rise, they are extinct, they are quenched as a wick. So God is saying that, that he will make a way. Again, getting out of your comfort zone, God will make a way. You know? You know, and, and, and some of us have some things going on in our lives that at the present time may seem insurmountable. And when you look through, it may appear that things are stacked against you. Um, as you're looking at the process and the things that need to be done, you're feeling and you're thinking that it's pretty impossible for me to come out of this. All right? If you can just get hunkered down in the Lord, hunkered down in God, all right, and simply say that I will do whatever it is that you tell me to do. Whatever that is, okay? Now, I'm going to warn you. I warn you. I'll be really upfront with you. If you do make a decision like that, and you make that statement to God, you better mean it, okay? You better mean it, you know? Just don't go giving lip service to what I'm talking about. Okay, God, I'll do whatever you tell me to do, okay? Because then God may tell you to do something that is totally foreign to your, your way of belief, what you're accustomed to doing. Okay, what you think you're able to do. But the word of God also says that he will never take you to a place beyond your means. He will never get you into something that you cannot accomplish. You see, you see, you see. The spies went out there, remember, Caleb and, uh, um, and Joshua. And they went there and they viewed and viewed the land and they went to spot the land. They came back and the other people that went with them said, oh boy, you know, we were like grasshoppers before them. They were like giants and, you know, they're just going to beat us up and so on like that, you see. And, and, and they were looking at themselves not as God looks at them, you see. So God sees you a lot differently than you do. So if you make that commitment to God and you do say, God, I will do whatever you tell me to do, you better be, be, be ready, ready to do that. Okay, because God will not always tell you to do that which is familiar to you. Okay, many, many times, as a matter of fact, he will tell you those things that are not familiar to you because he wants to stretch the envelope. You know, I have people that that work for me and and I, I know their potential, you know, and many times I will stretch the envelope in terms of assignments that I give them because I know they're capable of doing that, you see. So God many times will stretch your envelope because God knows that what you're capable of and God knows what he has in store for you. So many times for us human beings, the issue is obedience. That's all it is. It's obedience. All right? Okay? If you're obedient to God, whatever that thing is that he wants you to do, you will be able to accomplish it. Going into a new place, I've never lived there before. Don't worry about it. God will make, make your, your, your stay there quite comfortable. People he'll send your way will provide what you need. You know, you know, God knows what you have need of. God knows you need a church. God knows you need a job. God knows you need this. God knows you need that. He knows. God knows you've got babies coming into the world. God knows you need, and, and God will certainly provide. Okay? But the key is you 
making up in your mind that I'm going to be obedient and do whatever it is that he tells me to do. Okay? Not, I'm going to be obedient, except for, you know, there was a song, I think it was back in the 70s, where this guy was talking about, in a song, singing about missions and things, and he goes on talking about how much he wants to obey God and so forth. And in the song, at one point, he says, But, Lord, don't send me to Africa. Okay? Okay, so I'll go on these missions any place, but this one place, he said, But, please, don't send me there. All right? So you've got to get to the place that you're saying, Okay, Lord, I will do whatever it is that you want me to do. And if it seems uncomfortable for you, the minute that you just say, yes, I'll do it, and you really mean it, step out the door, and God hits you with that thing that appears to be impossible, you, 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 you kick into gear with Psalm 23. You kick into gear with Isaiah 43, remembering what God said about being with you and that how he's going to guide you through. That any enemies that come before you, God will take care of them. Because the battles of this life, when we're obeying God, the battle is not ours. Amen? The battle is not ours. Okay, if you go out there and you run into trouble because God sent you someplace, believe me, he's going to step in and take care of you. He's going to step in and take care of you. Okay, and all of those foes that are up there that are out there that's sending you you emails and sending you letters and the phone calls that you're getting that's helping to build up this negativity to put this fear into you. Remember that God said that he's going to see you through. And if you sent up a prayer to him, God, bring me through this situation, bring me through this time, and you mean it, God is going to honor it. But at the same time, you've got to be able to say to God, honestly and deep within your spirit, that, Lord, I will do whatever it is you tell me to do. Okay? All right? And don't be surprised when God tells you to do something that to you seems undoable, or because you're not comfortable in doing that. Okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. You know, sometimes doing things for ourselves is the best thing that we can do for our loved ones or for our families. All right, okay? And I say this especially to us men folk. If you're not being obedient to God, then in your disobedience, you can be impacting your loved ones, you can be impacting your family. I didn't make it that way. That's the way God structured it. Okay? So we need to think about that. So just because we don't see where God is taking us and you want to make the best deal in life and you want to have the best position in life, you want to have the best house in your life or whatever it is, um, uh, you have to make sure that if you are indeed obeying or if you're not obeying God, that that can come back and impact your family. Well, I'm trying to help my family. I'm the head of the house. I'm the man of the house. I'm trying to help my family. If you're being disobedient to God, you're not going to help your family. Simply not going to happen. Okay? Again, not my words, but under Jesus Christ, the man is the priest of his household. So where you lead, where you lead, should have been my Father's Day message. (laughs) So where you lead can impact your family. Think about that. All right? So you can be uncomfortable about where God is sending you or what God is telling you to do. And you're thinking that macho male ego is rising up. I want to make sure I'm doing the best thing for my family. But if you're not doing what God is telling you to do, trust me, you're not helping your family. You're not helping your family at all. Amen. So, men, be bold. Be bold in the Lord. Anyone hearing this on the the podcast, be bold in the Lord. If you're leading your family, lead your family in the Lord and stop and stop standing back and, and quibbling and having knocky knee, knobby knees knocking together. Stand up in God, especially if God is telling you to do something. You're in a situation, you want to get out of a situation, do what God is telling you to do. 
The thing that God is telling you to do is probably fine. It's probably something different than what you're accustomed to. Do what God is telling you to do. If God is telling you to do that and you know he's telling you to do that, then he's going to provide and take you every single step of the way. All right? One good, 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 good uh, uh, test that I do, not that I'm testing God, but I just don't make sure that I'm hearing him. I will often say, okay, God, Lord, this is what I think I hear you telling me to do. Okay? And the first step of that action is for me to do so-and-so and so-and-so. Lord, if this is not you, make that not happen, or give me a sign to prevent me from doing it, or just let it not go through if I'm going about this wrong. And he'll answer you. He'll answer you. Trust me. He will answer you. I mean, don't trust me. Trust God. He will answer you. But you step out to show, because sometimes you don't always, you don't have all of the answers. And God knows that. Okay? But Abram, what did he do? He just picked up and he said, okay. He didn't have a, a, a map quest or Google Maps to show him everything that he was going. He didn't have a Google search to see, oh, what does, uh, what does what's his name look like, you know? Uh, Cana, what does Cana look like? Hmm, what's the temperature there? Do they have any good schools? You know, he didn't have all of that. He said, no, go, and he picked up and he started going. Amen? So when God is telling us, say, okay, Lord, I think I hear you telling me to go to point B. I'm going to start heading towards point B, and here's my first step. This is what I think I should do. If this is not you, then give me a sign. Don't let it happen. Turn, it, turn me back from it or whatever. God will show you. You're going to do that step A, and step A works through and there's no hassle there, then you know, yep, you're on the road. You're on the right track. And then you go on to step B. Okay? And, and, and you do that for every single step of the way. Every milestone on this new journey. Again, be it a new house, be it a physical move, be it a, a, a career move, be it whatever it is that you're looking for. Raising babies, whatever that thing is. You know, going to the doctor. You know, you get in the habit of praying about it. Get in the habit of praying about everything. This is what I think I hear you telling me to do, Lord. Is this you? Is this you? Is this you? Okay? And God will honor that. All right? So in closing here, in winding down here... Um, Starting with verse 16 again. Thus saith the Lord who maketh a way in the sea and a path in the mighty waters, who brings forth the chariot and the horse, the army and the power. They shall lie down together. They shall not rise. They are extinct. They are quenched by a wick. Remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Okay? Remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Don't think back about how it was before. Okay? Even if for some strange reason, you know, something that you did um, and you thought it was God and it just didn't work out or whatever was in your former life before, don't go basing your life to come with on what happened before. Stop living in the past. All right? When God is telling you to do something, God's telling you to move forward. Don't go thinking back and start saying, well, you know, the last time I tried that, you know, this is what happened. I, you know, I did this and boy, it all blew up. Well, stop and ask yourself, were you doing what God told you to do? If you had done what God was telling you to do, it wouldn't have blown up. When you do what God is telling you to do, things just don't blow up. It's impossible. It's impossible. All right? So if you thought you heard God telling you to do something and you did, you did it and things just fell apart, you need to go back and ask yourself, don't blame God. You know, but God, did I hear or did I follow? You should say, did I follow and do what it is that you told me to do? You know, and many, many times, sometimes God won't answer you because he doesn't want you to dwell there. Sometimes in retrospect, he will tell you, you see what you did there? You made that left turn. I told you to make a right turn. Sometimes Holy Spirit will reveal to you. Okay, other times God may not. So, and so that then just tells you, then I keep moving on. 
All right. So then it says after that, it says, uh, remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, verse 19, behold, I will do a new thing. Underline, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Okay? Please highlight all of verses 18 and 19. Remember not the former things, neither consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? Okay? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. All right? So in that wilderness, God is saying you today that whatever that thing in your life, if this message is resonating, if Holy Spirit is resonating through this message, whatever that thing is that's in your new life, that's out there, that's pending for you, that you're thinking about, that you may be in the middle of or you're thinking about going into, whatever that thing is, God is saying that he's going to do a new thing and it shall spring forth. It says that he will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. So that means that as you're going forth, if you run into challenges, you know, in a way in the wilderness, the wilderness is obviously, you know, what the wilderness is, that God will make a way and that in the desert there shall be rivers. So that means that he will provide water. Okay. And providing water, we know symbolically in scripture, water is a symbol of Holy Spirit. All right. So whatever this thing is that's in your life and you're, you're, you're expecting, you're anticipating, you're feeling like there's going to be some change in your life. And, and if you're feeling that, then mark my words, uh, 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 there's going to be some change in your life. And, 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 you know, you've heard the old expression, the only thing that's constant in life is change. Okay, nothing stays static in life. Amen. Amen. So if God is bringing a change in your life and there's something that you're praying for, something that you want to do and God's going to be leading you, then just be prepared to, first of all, just be totally, unabashedly, unashamedly, totally obedient to him. And don't try and figure out all of the steps. Don't. Don't. You know, come in here. I didn't try to figure out all the steps because it seemed insurmountable. You know, when I thought about how to do that, how to come here, it seemed insurmountable. I just did not know. I mean, literally down to the fact of buying one-way tickets. For one-way tickets for the whole family, except for me. Because I knew that after I got here and God put things in place, that I'd have to go back and sell property and all that sort of stuff. So bought a round trip for myself, but the rest of the family, one-way tickets. And that's why I said, God, I said, God, if this is you, I'm going to buy one-way tickets. And but thank God we had a friend here that we were able to stay with for a while. And while we were here, in two short weeks, two short weeks, God had everything fall into place. Even down to getting my daughter enrolled in school. Okay? Had, if I had sat back in New York and just tried to put a list, okay, I got to do this, I got to do that, I got to do this, it would have been mind-boggling. Okay, so I said, okay, God, I know you're telling me, all right? And the rest is history. I'm standing here before you, <laughs> all right? So I'm telling you from firsthand experience, change is going to come into your lives. Be prepared. If you want to be blessed, just be obedient to whatever that thing that God would be telling you to do, irrespective of how uncomfortable it may be, okay? Because, our, um, you know, my spirit tells me that you're going to be on the move. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. I pray this message has been a blessing to you. And now before we close, let us prepare to honor God with our tithes and offerings. Amen.